0: Good morning, can you see, you can see me, that's great. Good morning, everybody. Um, If you don't know who I am, um, me and my family, Tom and Caleb and Joan Gracie, we've been coming along to CCM for about the last six months now. And um, we have been massively welcomed into your church. And I just wanted to say a really big thank you for that, Um, especially when we're in the middle of a pandemic. Um, We really, really appreciate your kindness. So thank you. Um, We've got a friend called Ronan who just loves telling people about Jesus. And he'll often ask complete strangers on the bus or, or anywhere, really, um, has anyone ever told you why Jesus is such great news for you? Verna's um, just so confident that Jesus is the best news that anyone could ever hear, that he wants to tell everybody. And I love it. I remember a few years ago, he prayed for a lady who had been born partially blind. And um, after praying for her a couple of times, she actually got her sight back. Um, It was a total, total miracle. And and off the back of that miracle, Ronan was able to tell her all about Jesus and the good news and why he's so great and, and how she can be forgiven and become a child of God. And on the spot, she gave her life to Jesus. Um, So not only were her eyes open physically, her eyes were open spiritually as well. She had come to see God for who he truly was. And it was amazing. Um, Over the last couple of weeks, we have been looking at this beautiful passage in Luke um, where Je- which Jesus um, is reading from the scroll in the synagogue from the passage Isaiah, Isaiah 61. And it's this really significant moment because it's right at the beginning of his ministry. He's just been in the desert being tempted uh, for 40 days. And, and it's like he announces himself. Um, and today we're going to be zooming in on a really small part of that. Um, we're going to be looking at... Um, how God wants to give people eyes to see him both physically and spiritually. And over the next 10 minutes or so, um, I want us to think about why that is such great news and what that means for us and what that means for other people too. So I'm going to read out the passage from Isaiah 61, although this is the version from Luke 4. And it says this, The spirit of the Lord is on me because he has anointed me to proclaim good news to the poor. He has sent me to proclaim freedom for the prisoners and recovery of sight for the blind, to set the oppressed free, to proclaim the year of the Lord's favour. Then he rolled up the scroll, gave it back to the attendant and sat down. The eyes of everyone in the synagogue were fastened on him. He began by saying to them, today, this scripture is fulfilled in your hearing. You know, that passage would have been really familiar to all those listening. But then Jesus says, this is all about me. This is about me. I am the one you've been waiting for, for hundreds of years. I am the one who is going to restore everything to the way that it should have always been. You know, no wonder every eye was fastened on Jesus that day. Jesus was making a huge statement to those listening. You see, the book of Isaiah was written hundreds of years before. It was written like a preach, urging um, people, God's people, to put their trust in God. You see, God's people had been ignoring God and putting their trust in all kinds of other things. You know, they were meant to be showing all the nations all around them how good it is to follow God, but they were failing to do that. And as a consequence, God said, I'm going to make your eyes blind and your ears unable to hear. And it's a strange thing to say, but what it meant was that even though they would hear about God, it was as if they weren't actually properly listening and understanding. And even though their eyes would see the work of God, their hearts just wouldn't believe it, just as if they were blind. And we know that there are people all around us who are are like that, who've got their eyes blind and their ears like blocked. I want you to imagine for a minute the best gift you could ever be given. I love getting presents. Um, And this present is the kind of present you could only dream of. Okay, now imagine one day someone arrives at your house with a gift for you. But it's all wrapped up, so you can't see what's inside it. Um, and, and, And maybe it's wrapped up with newspaper, so it doesn't particularly look very special. So because you can't see what's inside it, you just leave it, you don't bother opening the present. You leave it kind of discarded on the floor somewhere. But imagine if that present turned out to be that most amazing gift that you could ever get and you'd left it well this was a bit like what was going on with god's people god had given them the best present ever a relationship with the king of the universe but they were completely blind to how amazing that present was just like our friends around us but isaiah is a book of huge hope as well because you know when jesus reads out um this, this passage, he's basically saying, this is the best news you will ever hear. Um, he's saying that you, though your eyes have been blind, I'm going to make you be able to see again. I'm going to be able, I'm going to unwrap that present for you so you can really see how good it is. And one day, someone's going to come and pour out that Um, God's love on the people and you will you will really truly see the mercy he has for you and he's going to open blind eyes and Jesus was announcing that that was going to happen and and actually um, he was going to make that happen and actually he was the best gift himself he was the gift that they'd been waiting for you know right back at the beginning of the bible in genesis um, when adam and eve first thought they knew better than god the whole world got broken they sinned and the world got broken and before that happened we were meant to live with god forever we were meant to walk with god in a good relationship with him the world was meant to be perfect there was not meant to be illness or sadness. There was not meant to be COVID, or pandemics, no death. We were meant to live forever and walk closely with God. So this is why when we suffer, or when people get ill, we don't like it. It was never meant to be that way. And it's why when someone dies, it's the worst thing ever, because it was never ever meant to be. We were meant to live forever. But when Jesus stands in the synagogue that day and declares that he is making everything new, he's saying he's restoring things back to the way they should have been. And that means restoring me and you back to the way that we should have been. That means that we can be in relationship with the God of the universe. And that anybody can be in relationship with the God of the universe. When Jesus died on the cross he made that possible, he took away our sin, he took the punishment we deserve and so one day those of us who put our trust in Jesus will live forever and ever with him in heaven where there'll be no blindness, no disability of any kind, no pain, no chronic illness, no cancer, no death or sadness. Now isn't that the greatest news ever? You know, I was about 10 years old when I first knew that Jesus was great news for me. Even though I'd been to church every week as a child, for as long as I can remember, it still hadn't really sunk into my heart why Jesus was so great until one evening. I was away on a camp and I was listening to a talk a little bit like this one. And a girl was sharing about how she had come to know Jesus for herself. But I knew that I still wasn't sure. And even though my mum and dad were Christians, and in some ways it was easy to pretend I was a Christian because I knew all about God. I knew the right things to say. I knew deep down that actually I didn't know God for myself. And I really wanted to. And I can remember sneaking away to my tent all by myself and praying this really honest prayer. I told God about my doubts and I said sorry and I asked him to take my doubts and my sin away. You know it's really hard to explain what happened next but it was as if all of a sudden I could see clearly. It was as though I'd been stumbling around in the dark a bit but God suddenly turned the light on. In that moment, I absolutely knew that God was real and true and he'd given me faith to believe in him. And I could see that Jesus was really great news for me. Just like in the passage, it was like God opened my blind eyes so that I knew personally that God was real. On that evening at camp, I gave my life to following Jesus And um, all these years later, God is still in the business of opening blind eyes. Um, And it's a miracle when that happens. Every time that happens, it's a, a miracle. And the Bible says that the angels rejoice in heaven when that happens. You know, everyone who is a Christian listening to this talk will have their own story of the way God opened their blind eyes. And if you're not a Christian, you you can pray and ask God to open your eyes to give you faith and and I believe that he will take away your doubts and and he will grow faith in you but in fact we should all be praying that prayer we all need to see God more clearly don't we we all still have doubts even those who've been a Christian for a really long time we still have doubts Um, And we should be saying, God, open my eyes to see you more. You know, if you're feeling lonely, you can pray, God, will you help me to see you so that I know that I'm not on my own? Or if you're feeling anxious about the future, you can pray, God, will you help me to see you so that I know that you are totally in control of everything? Or if you're struggling in a particular sin and you've done it again and you feel ashamed, you can say, God, help me to see your power um, that is able to help me um, with this sin. And he'll do that. It's amazing how God opens our eyes to see him clearer and clearer. Every single day, we need our eyes open to see the goodness of God, don't we? So Jesus was talking about opening eyes spiritually, but he was also talking about actually physically healing people. Um, If you read the rest of Luke and all the other Gospels, you will read of Jesus actually healing blind people. But I wonder how many of you are listening to me and you've got your glasses on. You know, we've been to the opticians this week and two of my children have got to start wearing glasses. Um, So I don't think Jesus was saying, I'm going to make all the blind people and partially blind people be able to see again. In fact, there'll be no need for glasses or contact lenses or opticians. Jesus was saying something much, much more than that. We see glimpses of the new kingdom that Jesus was declaring every time someone becomes a Christian, every time someone is healed. Every time someone forgives and is forgiven. So as Christians, we should be praying for healing. Because every time someone is healed, we get to see a glimpse of the way God is going to make everything new. In just a couple of chapters forward, um, chapter 9, verse 1 to 6, if anyone wants to look it up, we see Jesus sending out the disciples and he says to them, proclaim the good news and heal people everywhere. When people are suffering around us, we have an opportunity to say, yes, your pain and your suffering is not how God meant it to be. We can point them to a God who, uh, who not only longs to heal them physically, but make them spiritually whole too. When we become Christians, God doesn't want us to keep this great news to ourselves. He wants us to share it with those around us. And even more amazing, he promises that as we pray for people and share his great news, he will open blind eyes. And that's why the church continues to grow and grow even hundreds of years later. I love the way that there is a culture at CCM to pray and I've been so blessed by the prayer meetings that I've gone to where we've been asking God to open blind eyes wouldn't it be amazing though if each one of us and that includes the children and the grown-ups or all of us if we became more and more confident at praying for people not just at church But in our communities, wouldn't it be amazing if every time someone told us that they were poorly or knew someone who was poorly, that our next thought is to offer to pray? I just wonder if we were to do that, if we would get more and more glimpses of God's kingdom at work amongst us. But I don't know about you, but I can think of a million reasons why not to offer prayer excuses. But the truth is, I'm just scared. I'm scared of what the person will think of me. I'm scared of being laughed at. We totally need the Holy Spirit to give us the confidence we need um, to offer prayer. And as I've been reading Luke, I've been amazed by the number of times it says things like she was led by the Holy Spirit or the Holy Spirit empowered him. We can pray, can't we, that the Holy Spirit would empower us to do that and what actually as we finish up now i would love us to do is whether you're on your own or you're sat with a group of people why don't you well, i'm just going to give you two minutes to pray for one another and um, that god would give you the holy spirit and empower you to be more confident to offer prayer um, and, and and not just prayer but to share the gospel with people as well um so so i'm going to do that and and also if you can think of anybody particular who needs healing whether whether that's because they're not a christian and they need their spiritual eyes opening or whether that's because they're suffering um physically in some way and why don't you pray for them too so i'm just going to pause for two minutes um while you pray and then i'm going to hand over to anna What we're going to do in the in um, the Zoom call afterwards um, that we have is we're going to go into breakout rooms, and if anybody um, is struggling in any way physically, and um, we're going to offer prayer because we want to we want to like just start this. We want to do this, um, but let me pray before I hand over to Anna. Let me just pray for us all. God, we live in such a broken world. Um, a world that desperately needs to see you. Um, And God, I want to pray that you would be opening blind eyes all around us. God, I want to pray for those people that we have just prayed for and, and say, God, will you open their blind eyes? God, will you use us for your kingdom purposes? Will you give us the confidence and the Holy Spirit power that we need to show people how good you are, how good it is to follow you? God, will you uh, give us the confidence and the courage to not Bible bash people, but to share how great you are with those around us? We need you so much, God, and we are so grateful for your great news that we have heard and the way you've opened our eyes. Amen.